0: Okay, we're in the second epistle of John. It's one of those rare times. I think it only happens like four or five times in 10 or 12 years where I teach a whole book of the Bible. If you're ever visiting, I like to pull out 2nd or 3rd John. You say, what about Jude? Uh. Jude is two, three or four Sundays. I haven't determined yet. There's so much stuff. I can make it ten or twelve easily. Easily, easily, easily. I don't want to do that though. It's twenty three, uh twenty five verses in Jude, and I don't wanna, you know, you know, just do two verses every week and people are like, you know, just you know, uh and um I, I try to like, you know, have a good pace. I know first John was kind of a an outlier in the sense that, you know, it took a long time to get through five chapters, but I'm not apologizing. I mean, there's a lot there, and sometimes, you know, we have to drill down. And the other thing, too, is we're only meeting for an hour now, if you notice, still COVID kind of hours. Or And uh, by the way, we're we're okay to meet. Uh, we, can, we can go up to 100 now, uh, let everyone know, uh, which means nothing to me, which means I'm only joking. I would disobey that in a heartbeat uh people around here won't cooperate that's my problem uh it's not that we'd have uh, 500 i don't care we'll squeeze them in we'll have three four five six seven so whatever i'd be here like start at six in the morning and teach till six in the it and a half it doesn't even bother me. it doesn't even phase me okay and when i lost my voice i I'd, I'd do sign language i just does not even whatever okay so uh but you know uh we'll we'll talk about that a little bit in in today's message just but let's pray, and let's go to the second epistle of John. Uh, and we're coming close on Revelation, okay? And I've determined we're going to do that on Sunday morning. It's more of a Wednesday night kind of thing for the people who really know and love the Lord. Uh, but I'm just going to, like say, last time I taught it was on a Sunday morning. I'm going to do that again this time, too. So let's pray. Father, we pray you we bless your word. The whole book of the Bible today, and we're very excited about what you have to say to us. And Father we would we want to we want to be changed. We want your word to find a home in our hearts and dislodge sin, replace carnal ideas. Uh, we don't want to be idol worshipers, Lord. We want to be you know having sat beneath your word, Lord, be changed forever in Jesus name. Amen. Okay, the elder unto the elect lady and her children whom I love in the truth, and not I only, but all they that have known the truth, for the truth's sake which dwelleth in us and shall be with us forever. Grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. I rejoice greatly that I have found of thy children walking in truth. I think it's the fifth time he said truth, as we have received the commandment from the Father. Let's talk about truth. Uh, and let's use John chapter. Oh, I don't know. I'll know when I get there. Uh, John chapter. I'm talking about the Gospel of John. Chapter uh, eighteen. Jesus before Pilate in verse thirty-seven. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou then? A, art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. And by the way, that means yes. Correctly said it as the vernacular. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I unto the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Every one that is of the truth heareth my voice. Pilate saith unto him, what is truth? Pilate would have been a good public school teacher. Um, here he is. I, I think this is, is, is so sad, so lamentable. It's almost funny. Is Pilate born again? Is he going to heaven when he dies? Uh, uh, we won't consign him to either heaven or hell. It's above our pay grade. It doesn't look very good for him. Here is the truth standing before him, and here's Pilate. What is truth? And it's, I, I would say, I don't think I'm adding anything by using that tone of voice. I think what he's saying is very cynical, very dark, like. Well, you have your truth. He might as well be saying, what's truth? Well, the truth is standing before you, and he and he's saying something. He's using words, and words matter. What is he saying? He's saying, yeah, king, yes, and that's why I was born, that's why I came into the world, that I should bear witness of the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Now, he's just setting parameters. If you hear the truth, and you Receive it. If you hear my voice, I'm bearing witness to the truth, and everyone that is of the truth hears what I have to say. He hasn't defined it yet, but he will. Let's go backwards in John chapter 17. This is, for my money, really the Lord's prayer. We call the Lord's prayer, you know, "Our Father which art in heaven." This is the Lord's prayer. It says, "It's it's His prayer for the church." I'm going, Lord. Father, but these ones are staying, and this is what how I want this to roll out. And he has, oh, so many things to say, such a blessing, such a, you know, uh, this is one of those things where you sit alone with God, you, you do this with the Bible open, and you, you read a verse and you pray. And you just let the the truth of the Bible just soak into your heart and your soul, and and you read another verse, and you pray, and you just kind of think over. This is like one of those chapters you should. That would be a a time well spent, and I mean that from my heart of hearts. Um, you know, um, I want to read the whole thing. I'm not going to verse. 14, I've given them thy word, and the world hath hated them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wish I could illustrate that. Hmm, I don't think I can. say saying, no need, Adam. We, we got the download. We Yeah, we totally understand it. We got the word. The world hates us. We got it. I, I know. I, I'm feeling you. Why? Because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. We're otherworldly they don't understand us they don't get us and what human nature what they don't what people don't understand they tend to lash out against they are not of the world even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. thy word is truth now we have a definition now we have something to hang our hats on sanctify them set them apart for holy purpose this is Jesus will for our lives he's pray- He's he's only hours away from the cross he's half a day 10-12 hours away from the cross and here's his prayer where I'm going the way of the cross these ones are going to be alone I want you to set them apart for a holy purpose use your word use your truth your word is truth is there another way to be set apart for a holy purpose Not, well, none that I know so here we understand that the word of God is truth. By the way, you, could, you have to understand that. So in my absence, uh, you know, um, Bob taught, Carl taught, both uh, Herculean effort. Uh, my guy's not afraid to take on tough stuff like. Carl, I, I I listen to that. And I really appreciate the fact that he knows like more stuff. That he knows stuff like that that I I can't explain to you. I could with a lot, a lot, a lot of really tedious study that I don't want to be involved in. I hope he took evolution and broke it so that all the king's horses and all the king's men could never put evolution back together again. In your thinking, that would be time well spent. That was good, uh, Bob. That's a that was a tough passage you took on, but that's okay because you know I, I, if I were like teaching at, at, like you know at, at a different church like I have from time to time, and somebody says hey would you come and fill in? I don't take the, like the, the hottest verses in the Bible and try to I'm gonna you know gravitate towards the, hey let's all love one another or something like easy. I can't do that because I got to go verse by verse by verse and I can't skip. But Bob took on some, but that's but but truth. So this is what the Bible says, and this is what everyone else says. What can you be assured? If they're not agreeing with Scripture, they are not true. Scripture, true, truth. Ah, oh, that's your truth. No, no, it's not. It was true long before I showed up. Long after we're all the memory of us has ceased to be, the truth will still be the truth. Heaven and earth will pass away. God's truth will not pass away. It's not, you know, subjective to our whim. Well, I perceive it, the Bible, is probably somewhat credible. Therefore, eh, no. (laughs) It's true because God said it was true. His whole word. And we don't skip over verses because of that. We don't skip over books. Uh, We're we're in um, um, Numbers. If you read through Numbers, I, I don't know, it would be the most exciting I dare say it would not be. It is to us on Wednesdays. Holy smoke! Has God just been speaking into our lives? It's it's so helpful in the wilderness wandering of the of the children of Israel. God has some very important things to say about our wilderness wandering, and it has been just immensely helpful to me. Uh, why? Because it's true. It was true when it was written. It's true right now. It's it's true. Well, it's, I'm 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 starting to preach here. I'm, I'll settle down here a little bit. Okay, let's go back still here. We're still looking in John, and I'm going backwards in John. Uh, I could go on uh, chapter uh, 15, I am the true vine, okay, but we won't go there. Chapter 14, verse 1, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. I'm going away, he's saying, and he's trying to get them ready for that, his departure he loves his 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 guys, you know. His this is his his you know his his posse. That he's he's poured his life into these ones to train them for ministry, and he he loves them. And he knows that there's going to be problems with with him going away. And he's saying, "Don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, in other words, if it, if this wasn't true." I I would tell you. I would have told you. I, I'm not I'm not one given to lying. No, that's Satan. When Satan lies, he's speaking his native tongue. And that's Jesus says that. No, I, I'm not I'm not lying. I, I I would have told you. I'm going to my my I'm going to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, well I'll come again and I receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas, God bless him. I, I really like Thomas, because I can identify with him. And Thomas ticks the box that gets Jesus to say what I need to hear, what you need to hear. God bless you, Thomas. Thomas says, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> we, we know not whither thou goest. How can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now, we often underline that part as no one comes to the Father but by me because we're trying to show people that there's one way to heaven and one way exclusively, and Jesus is the way. Fair enough. That's what it says. But look at what he's saying. He's not saying that to try to exclude. He's talking to his boys, right? Hey. Hey. You don't know the way? I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. Now, we understand the Bible, the Word of God, is truth. We understand that Jesus Christ, the Word of God, is truth. So both of those things make up, make up truth. Now, if we go keep going on in this, in, in, in chapter 16, he says to them, In verse 12, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Put that in the back burner of your brain. We'll revisit there without turning there. So now back to 2nd Epistle John, and let's look at it a little bit different now. The elder unto the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, who I love in Christ, who I love biblically. Who's the elder lady? Uh, Who's the elect lady? Who's the elder? John. Doesn't anywhere doesn't say that John wrote this, but this is universally accepted that John wrote this. Why? Once you see it, you'll say, yeah, that's, "That's John, all right. That's how he that's how he rolls." Under the elect lady, is this the elect lady vis-a-vis the church, or is this a lady who he's writing to? Hard to say. Um, some people even say it's Mary, the mother of Jesus. Like to think that would be the truth, but she'd be like an old old lady. If he wrote this when somebody thinks in like the nineties, he's like an old old man, and she would be like a generation older. How old was, was Mary when Jesus was born? Uh, Anyone's guess. I always think younger than a lot of people get. Seeing the art and stuff, she's like 30 and stuff, and she's like this breathtaking, like totally good-looking. I think she was probably very average, and I don't know that she was gorgeous at all. I think she was a young girl. As much as like, even as young as 15, 16, or 17 years, that's scandalous. No, on that day, people married younger. I mean, you were a mature at, like, did your bar mitzvah at 12 or 13. You know, if you're a girl, your bat mitzvah. Now you're an adult. And they understood that. You can't keep people perpetually who have desires perpetually... Put those on the shelf forever. And people weren't going to college and they weren't starting their career and they weren't trying to, you know, pay back college tuition. And so, like, you know, like, you know, kids nowadays, you know, uh, average man who gets married nowadays is over 30 years old and the average lady is in the late 20s. We're just putting it, we're just extending everyone's, you know, d- d- just keep doing what you're doing there, you know, and everyone just, we, we have them uh, as adolescents forever. And I think it's, I don't think it's healthy and stuff. And then we're asking them, if we're Christian parents, remain pure until you're ready to marry at 30 years old. That's not even, that won't pass straight face test, in, in my thinking. And, I, and I'm saying people who are single should remain pure. There's no question about it. So we've always taught this at you know, Calvary Travel. We see you know, our kids getting married at 18, 19, 20 years old. I understand, I understand, I, I see how that, that works that way, um, you know, uh, no problem with me. Anyway, so if if she was like, let's say, let's just make it 20, okay, and Jesus is born anywhere from like, you know, uh, uh, probably the best date I've ever heard is about 4 BC, you say, why wasn't he born at year one? You know, Jesus is born, let's start counting. Because nobody counted it that way. Nobody, it wasn't like, hey, the Savior of the world's here, let's start, let's change the calendar. That came much later. And as they were trying to figure out, and the best person I've ever heard on this is either uh, Chuck Missler or um, uh, Dave um, Hawking does it really good. And he puts it around 4 BC. Puts the crucifixion at AD 32. So how old is Mary at that time? 52. At A.D. 30. So if you add another 60 years, she's like 112-ish. You know what I mean? So she could be alive, but I have no reason to think he's writing to the elect lady vis-a-vis Mary. Is he saying the elect lady of the church and her children, i.e. the ones who attend church? Yeah, possible. I think he's writing to an elect lady. He's the elder. He's the last of the disciples. He's the last one left. Um, he loves her in the truth, and not I only, but all they who have known the truth. That's why some people think it's Mary. Uh, but he, you remember at the at the uh, when Jesus was being crucified, he says to John, "Behold your mother." He says to Mary, "Behold your son." And the, the scripture says, from that moment on, he took her. Into his own house, and he took care of her. And you know, later on, when he's a pastor of Ephesus, that she's still there with him. And uh, there is legend and stuff like this that she died at Ephesus, and her tomb's there to this day. Do we know that? It's not in the Bible, so it may or may not be so. But um, he he he's talking about love for, for the truth's sake which dwelleth in us and shall be with us forever. Grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father, from the Lord Jesus Christ. The Son of the Father in truth and love. So here it is: grace and peace. But he adds mercy there. We say grace and peace. Uh, I like that. Mercy, sure. I'll take whatever you got. Okay. Uh, he's the Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ, and it, we'll see that several times too. And I won't bring it out now. I rejoice greatly that I found of my children, walk, that I found of Thy children, walking in truth, as we have received the commandment from the Father. Okay, we're talking about truth again. Hey. I was really happy about, I saw some of your children walking in the truth. Would you say that to a church? Or would you say it to a lady? I don't think you can say it to either one, but it's not so amazing that there's people in church walking in the truth, or is it? <laughs> uh, I rejoice greatly. Look, uh, at, at uh, Third John, chapter, uh, I mean, verse 4, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. It's one of my life's verse is not that i've memorized or love it just it just keeps on being true in my life uh, there's no greater joy and when you hear that your children are walking in truth and conversely there's no greater sorrow as you well know you got kids you know it's the height of all good it, it it's joy it's exceeding joy when you Children are walking with the Lord, walking in the truth, studying their Bibles, living the life that's consistent for a Christian, and it's miserable when they're not. And I, I'm feeling you, because you're, you're thinking, yeah, I know, I know, I, I just wish, I, I pray for, I, I know, I know. It's, And you know, you, you're talking about your physical children or the spiritual children, because I think he's talking in terms of spiritual children. I rejoice greatly, he said. I, I was so excited about this. I, I feel very paternal. Nobody calls me father, and I'm glad of that. You're too sophisticated. You know better. You know what scripture has to say. But I feel very paternal, because I've poured into many, and when people get hold... When, you know, I, I've heard people talk to me, things that I've said, and they say them back to me. Sometimes purposefully, trying to point out something in my life, and I'm thinking, well, at least they heard and they got it. That's a good thing. Sometimes they don't know they're doing it. They're not aware of, yeah, I know, I said that almost verbatim. glad you were paying attention. You forgot that I'm the one who said it to you, which is fine, because I don't need attribution. I don't need you to say, oh, I remember when you said, now, you know. But they're saying stuff to me and ministering to my heart and stuff, stuff that I've taught them. And I want to do a jig. I, 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 I want to break out into some crazy dance it's so ah oh, they get it i oh man it's a, there's no greater joy and conversely i've poured into people and they've turned their back on i don't care about the turn their back on me i don't even care about them turning back on the on the church but they've turned their back they're back on the Lord. It's like watching a slow-motion train wreck. I know where this is going. I've seen, it. seen this movie. I know the ending. I'm, let, me, let me tell you how this is going to play out. Oh, no, you got to do it yourself. Oh, okay. And is there a heartache there? Huge heartache. You know. You know. <sighs> Guys, truth is the truth. We just bang ourselves up against it, trying to make it not so. I I rejoice greatly. I found of my children walking in truth, as we have received a commandment from the Father. Now I beseech thee, Lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto you, but that which we had from the beginning, that we should love one another. This same new commandment, the one from the beginning, this is why we know it's first. It's just just like First John, doesn't it? He's beating that same drum all the time. Hey, you know what? New commandment: love one another. Say it's not very new. It's new in vitality. It's new every day. How do we walk in the truth? How do we love one another? How do we live the... Because we have a new morning. You wake up. You open your eyes. Morning, Lord. Morning, Father. I dedicate dedicate this day to you. You know, I have evil desires, and I have a corrupt heart, and it could drag me off in the wrong direction. Lord, Stop and save me from myself. Save me from my evil desires. Save me from stupid. Save me from clueless. I don't want to shipwreck my life today. I've I've tried to build up. I've tried to live credibly, Lord. I've tried to you know show people uh, this is what a Christian is. This is what a Christian does. Lord, don't let me ruin my testimony today. And it's just choice at a time, day at a time. And it's always new. It's always fresh. It's always vital. It's always today. Or we live by feelings, we live by emotions and again, slow motion train wreck. Sometimes it's an all of a sudden train wreck, but it's always a wreck. I'm going to live my life the way I want to live it against God and it will all turn out alright. That's, that's, that's incomprehensibly wrong. That's, that's, if that happened, you'd be the first person in the history of the world it happened to. We can't live life against life successfully. For we, we can for a little while, and then it catches up with us and then blows up. I'm going to have a little sin in my life, and I take it out and play with it and pet it like it's a little pet of mine. It's going to turn and devour me. It's going to grow into proportions that I've never meant it to be, and it's going to eat my life. It's going gonna, it's gonna, to... It, Is that the way sin always is? It's enslaving, always. That song, I am free, I am free, I always think of that like, praise the Lord, it is for freedom that we've been set free. Stand fast, don't be entangled again in the yoke of bondage. Why? Because Satan's trying to steal, kill, and devour. Hey, steal, kill, and devour, boy. Not me. Not now. No how. No way. The Lord is my Savior, and I'm not letting that happen. And choice at a time, day at a time, newness, freshness, love one another. Is your heart grown cold? Because mine does. Sometimes, I I told you, when you love somebody, and you see them embracing the truth, great joy. And when you love somebody, and you see them going down those dark side streets, great toll on your heart. So our tendency sometimes is to draw back and not be out there for people, not not have that love like Jesus has, that, you know, break down any wall, climb any mountain type that we sing about type of you know the that 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 reckless love of God, we don't because we, we we we're self uh, uh, selfish and you know, like oh, Lord I put myself out there, and it hurts when people reject and I just I, uh, so there's a tendency to draw back and cool off and that's what he expects of us self-preservation right because that's how he is no we have to keep remind ourselves love one another put yourself out there you're gonna get hurt, I guarantee it. What's the what's the other option? I'm just going to live in a cocoon and no one's going to hurt me. Paul Simon, Odd Garfunkel, I'm a rock. I'm an island. Right? No, that's not. Let's look. I'm beseeching you. Uh, I, it's not as though I wrote a new commandment to you, but that which you have from the beginning, that we love one another. This is love, that we walk after his commandments. This is a commandment. If you've heard it from the beginning, you should walk into it. There's nothing new here, folks. Let's go over this again. Let's get, on, let's get it right this time. Many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which you've wrought but that you receive a full reward. Why is he talking about that? Cuz he's just talking about a deceiver and antichrist. Satan is not static. He's not indifferent about the truth. He's not indifferent about your life. He's not indifferent about your freedom. And he's Jesus Christ is coming to the is coming in the flesh and the one who says that isn't happy. He's a deceiver and an antichrist. I have never perceived in my spirit, a more antichrist spirit than what the world has happening right this moment. Some of you perceive it too. Uh, church attendance down 32%. Well, that's COVID related. Not so much. In places where they've opened up churches, they're like about a full third less. Wow, that's a surprise. Not at all. Jesus said, you know, when the end comes, the The love of many will grow cold. By the way, the agape of many will grow cold. I know some people who are not here because they're concerned about... And and I want to say this. I want to thread this needle. There are some people who have a very, very legitimate reason not to be here. If they showed up, I'd chase them away. Okay, What are you thinking? Get out of here. What are you, crazy? And there are some people who are just using it as an excuse. Sorry, call him the way I him. no i'm I'm talking to you, you're here, you're saying not me baby i'm I'm here, I'm putting my life in God's hands, and whatever happens happens so I feel too i I just I just um you know our our beloved president had the had the virus, and we came out he said we shouldn't fear it, and we shouldn't he was castigated <laughs> that's politics he's fDr saying. There's nothing to fear but fear itself. That wouldn't go over today on today's press. No how, no way. And I was saying, you know, that's that's. he's not preaching the gospel our president wasn't, but he was saying something that was very godly. I, I think so. That's how I feel. I trust Jesus, and I don't, like, uh, you know, tomorrow I can come up with cancer and be dead in six months. Alas. We'll you're gonna get all nerved up about what what my life's in your hands I don't want I'm not asking people to be stupid I'm not asking people to be reckless I mean you know you 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 have protocols in place you wash your hands and you just a social distant thing I don't th- a mask I think it's like I'm not I'm not, I can say anything I can say anything I'm not a medical person I'm ugh, let me just keep moving here before I get myself in real trouble. I just going to trust God, and I'm not going to get in trouble saying that. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that you receive a full reward. I know some of you are thinking, as long as I get in heaven, I'll be okay. No, you don't want to lose your reward. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't. Well, I listen. I don't care. As long as I get in the gate, what are you going to be like in the corner, just inside the gate, eternally? And that's the whole. That is that your. That's your. That's your goal, huh? It's easy-peasy, trust in Jesus Christ. Now that you've trusted in him, what do you want to do? You want to go barehanded, empty into the kingdom? Listen, you've accumulated on this earth a measure of wealth. We all have. We all have a house or a car or a a savings account. Most of us have several or all of those things. We have some money set aside for time. Whatever it is, we've accumulated some wealth here that you're not going to take any of it with you. We understand the accumulation of wealth. We understand that we don't want to live paycheck to paycheck. We don't want to like you know have it be the what, 18th of the month and the new check ain't going to come till the first of the month and I've got you know all this month left and no more money. to we, we don't want to live like that. We understand that. I don't think we've always understood that spiritually. You can't take it with you, but you can send it on ahead. Why? In good works, in, in giving to the kingdom, in, in love, in doing things that like, will follow you into the, into the kingdom. Uh, not just financial giving. I mean, a lot of people will want to hammer that here, and you better tithe and things like that. Well, that, of course, is giving, and that, and that of course, is a, is a good thing to do. But, but beyond all that, just live consistent Christian lives. That 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 will it will add up your to your reward. Say, well, I don't want to go around heaven, you know, being all like, look at me, I've earned all these awards and stuff. I guess I don't either. <laughs> I'm I understand. I understand you're not really interested in that. But when we see casting crowns before the Lamb in Revelation four, Revelation five, I think it's in five actually. Now we understand. The reason for the crowns, and now we're very interested in them, aren't we? You don't, you don't want to worship. I think a crowns have to do with worshiping Christ eternally and our capacity to do that. Suddenly, we're very interested in crowns. Hey, can I borrow a crown? I just want something to throw before him, just one time. You know, <laughs> we don't want to lose our reward. We don't want to go backwards. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. Wow, that's harsh. John sees things in terms of black and white. What to God that we all did? Because we all those layers of gray are not helpful to us. You, you're living in transgression. you're not living in the doctrine of Christ. you don't have God. He said that all through first John. He that abideth, who if you live in the doctrine of Christ, you have both the Father and the Son. I, I I have people say, Well, I don't I don't believe in Jesus, but I believe in God. That's unfortunate. That's that's wrong. That's no. You don't have either. And many places in Scripture tell us that. Among them is here. If they come in at you and bring not the stock and receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. For he bid him Godspeed is a partaker of his evil deeds. What's this all about? So someone comes to my door, knock, knock, knock. Hey, I'm here from the Watchtower Society. Slam. Adam, that's not very loving. Oh, yeah, it is. It is on a lot, lot of levels. Can I share with you why that is a good thing to do? Someone come to my house. By the way, I think Michael. I think you were there when this happened. He, he was... Uh, about four years ago, four years ago in a few months, he was trying to propose a certain person running for office. And he was going door to door trying to. And so I, and he said, hey, do you need a sign for this particular candidate? And I, yes, I got one. Did you see it? I already had it. I'm on board. Okay. And I'm not trying to be pol- political here. Um. And so he said. So he thinks, well, we'll kill two birds with one stone. So he starts talking to me about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. I was surprised at how sharply I I used harsh, not language. I didn't swear. I didn't use my bowling words or anything like that. I I I don't have bowling words. But I but I spoke very sharply at him, like 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 uh, like you better get out of here, or you know, like I didn't threaten him with violence, but he didn't know I wasn't going to be violent because I like, right. go door, door with that Saying, I, I think, were you there, Mike? Do you remember it? Were you surprised at how harsh I was to him? I was a little surprised myself. Mike says, yeah, I know. I've, I've received harsh from you. He's like, oh, good with that. I was a little surprised at how harsh I was to him, my own self. Why? There's a difference between people believing wrong and the di- difference between people propagating untruth. If, if a guy come to my house and said, I'd like to kidnap your, your children, your grandchildren, I'd like to, you know, just be off with them and stuff like that. Well, no, you can't do that. But hey, Godspeed, good luck, because that's what Godspeed means. Like, have a good day, go, w- go with God. Uh, it's common greeting. But I'm saying to that, that kidnapper, hey, 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 not here. You can't have my kids, but good luck. I hope it all works out for you. Have a good day. You should slam the door in the face of a proposed kidnap. You say, well, I call the cops. Well, he hadn't done anything yet. God looks at it like kidnapping. You're going to take maybe my child, and you're going to drag him off to this insidious cult where they have no chance at salvation, whatever, God takes that very, very, very personal. The harshest language in all the New Testament is aimed at, from God, towards false teachers. People who would come and would proselytize and try to win you into their debased, evil, godless thinking. He says, no, 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 no. They don't cross your threshold. They don't come into your house. And this is what he's saying. Don't receive them in your house. Receive him not into your house. Well, how are you going to win them? There's people out there who do that, who specialize in that. Just all I know, John says, don't receive them in the house. So a good friend of mine, I'll tell you, it's Will Cass, and he used to run with, um, he has some history with the Jehovah's Witnesses. He loves to debate them and stuff like that. They come into his house, and he will sit him down, cup of coffee, talk with him, and they go back and forth. And he, he's very bright, and he's got all the answers and stuff like this. And his wife hates it. And she doesn't want him in and stuff like this. So one day she's off shopping, knock, knock, knock at the door, Jehovah's Witness, stuff like this. So he's this, and they're back and forth, and they're battling back and forth, and he says this, and they're this. And and so suddenly his very well-trained border collie, who never it was a problem, crouches in their living room and defecates, like right now. And he's like, The dog never did that. And so he's It's, you know, 173 paper towels like all of us guys do (laughs) because we're very squeamish, you know. And wipes it all up, and he's got the trash can lid off, and he's about to throw it in. The Spirit of God clearly speaks to him and says, you didn't let that stay in your house for like 12 seconds. And he just put it all together. His wife was right. and he walked he run back in and he's, he's out out and like spilling their coffee and everything and it's like like, like this guy's crazy. he's gonna hit me or something like this. And he's, he's like threw him out like in, a, in an instant. He told meto, listen. I don't have great stories like he has all the best stories, okay I, everyone should go to his church. You should drive all the way elsewhere to elsewhere. It's all his stories. He is so he's got so many. He tells them so good. I laughed hysterically when I heard that. Um, but isn't that how God is? He's like he he makes did did the point go home? Did it resonate? did he does he have Jehovah's witness people in anymore? I don't know that. but look at you wouldn't let that in your house, would you? i I just want animals to come in and mess up i i have I'm okay with that that's very fine in my house I don't even clean it up we just walk through it and track it all we We love that no you don't and God says that's what that dog did is less hurtful in the long run than what them people with their doctrine going to do. Don't have them in your house don't even don't even do it. He that biddeth him God's feet is a partaker of his views. How does that work? Well, it looks like this. Some comes in, we have a dialogue, we go back and forth, and they don't win me. I'm a Calvary Chapel pastor. They ain't gonna convert me. They go next door They say, Oh yeah, I was off talking with Adam. And he had some good points, we had some good points, we had a dialogue, and you know, he thought like, yeah, some of the things they're saying was true. And he just took my credibility and used that on my neighbor and stuff. I want to yell at that guy and I want to slam a door in his face and I want my neighbors to hear so that that doesn't happen. And I think that's, I think one of the most loving things he does, he knocks on a hundred doors and a hundred doors slam in his face. I'm thinking, maybe you're thinking, maybe I got the wrong message or something. Pray for him. That'd be better than trying to debate him. By the way, good luck winning that debate. Like I said, I'm a Calvary Chapel pastor and I have a hard time. Not because they're right, because they, they're practiced. They know what you're going to say, and they get the half-truths, half-verses, and they're going to just... They're trained. You're not. I'm not, for that matter. No, no I think getting across my threshold. By the way, that threshold, that's a sacred line. You come to my house, I'm going to treat you like my long-lost brother. I'm going to show you hospitality. I'm going to show you love. I'm going to show you what it is to be gracious. <laughs> not everyone gets across that line. And unbelievers do. Come on in. That's fine. We'll talk to you. We'll treat you with love and respect and courtesy. Maybe we'll run into the, the Lord. Unbelievers with a with an unbelieving message trying to convert me? Nope. And this is a verse I use. And you think I'm wrong? Well, come tell me about it. We'll have an interesting discussion. I have many things to write to you. I would not write with paper and ink, but I trust to come to you and speak face to face that our joy may be full. Yeah, remember the verse I told you? Many things I'd like to tell you, but you're not able to hear them now. John's saying, look, i I got a lot of stuff to write, but uh, I'd rather come and talk to you face-to-face. This is why I hate emails. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. I use them all the time. Don't email when you can talk on the phone. Don't talk on the phone when you can visit face-to-face. We can... Facebook back and forth, and have that war of words and debate and all that stuff. Hey, why don't we? You know, if we're going to settle something, bury the hatchet, and move forward in our relationship, you know what we're going to have to do? We we'll have to spend some time. Seats are involved, okay, and standing. You know, we're sitting. Coffee should be involved. That's not said here scripturally, but the thing it goes without saying. And we need to just meet, and we need to talk, and we need to have face to face, and we need to. I need to listen. I need to share, and I need to, and, and the, from the heart stuff. And I think John's saying that. And I got a lot of stuff I want to tell you, but uh, I'd rather see you face face. And here, I think the the heart of Jesus Christ is, I got so many things. How many more books and Bob you want me to write? I right, said sixty six. books. I need another sixty six a week. I can tell you everything, but I, you know, my heart is to come and talk to you face to face. Well, is a new truth is a new revelation is a new he cannot tell us everything they can't possibly be hey you got to a stone with your name on it, your new name coming, isn't that very exciting? And uh, no, that's a face-to-face thing. I can tell you now. I can send you an email. Hey, your new name is. Uh, wh-? No, no, no. That's a face-to-face kind of thing. That's a that's a heart-to-heart. That's a mouth-to-mouth. That's a. I want to look you in the eye. I want to. I want to. I want to. And we we need to do that. You know, this whole social distancing thing. We're not designed to be socially distant. I understand. I Understand sickness. I understand all that stuff. In the grand scheme of things, we're not supposed to be apart. We're supposed to be hugging, handshaking people. We're supposed to, you know, you go see your uh, elderly mom in the nursing, don't hug her, don't kiss her, don't, uh, you can't do that. And, yeah, she might. But here's the thing so they're telling us about social distancing, and I, I get it, I understand. God didn't design us that way. There's supposed, supposed to be a face-to-faceness with our, our, our fellowship, our relationship, our... our the children of thy elect sister greet thee. Amen. Well, is this a sister church with... <laughs> That's why I think it's an actual lady, but I could be wrong, by the way. And how however you believe it? Is, all these things still work out okay. So it's another church the children and the, uh, so the, uh, the other church here, and by the way, you know, she's the elect lady and her children, this church greets you. Well, that may be. Or maybe another actual lady that she knows and that, that known to both of them. The children of that elect, sister greet the amen. I, I don't know. Your choice, okay? I give you, we'll give you options there. Options are good. Okay, let's stand, and let's, uh, let's pray and let's, uh, go out of here and worship. I've gone over, I'm sorry. It's hard, you know, keeping all this inside of a framework of I used to. (sighs) Our Father and our God, we thank you for your word. And what our heart is, change us. We want to be loving. New commandment. We want to walk in the truth. We want to, day by day, choose the things that please you. We don't want to make our lives a shipwreck. Now may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make His face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up His countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Amen.